Welcome to Tales from a Weathered Man. I'm Nick Walker. Like everyone, I've had some fun experiences, some embarrassing experiences, some life-defining experiences. This podcast and its accompanying blog exist as a challenge to myself to remember them, to reflect on them, and decide what I can learn from them. These are my stories, and I hope you enjoy them. The Joys and Frustrations of Being a Band Parent I confess that I'm one of those parents. You know the kind. Those who love to post their kids' high school accomplishments on social media. But I am not one of those parents who assumes that just because I happen to think my kids' accolades are important, everyone else must think so too. I've learned that each school activity has its own unique subculture, whether it's a sport, cheerleading, drama, debate, math, science, or whatever. Unless you are fully immersed in that particular subculture, you're not likely to comprehend what it's really like to live inside that world. You can't fathom how the activity consumes a family's time and money, dictating not just academic schedules, but also parents' work schedules, social calendars, and vacation time. The activity often determines not only the students' friends, but the parents' friends, too, because who else could understand? During the years our kids were in high school, my wife and I were embedded in the world of high school band. Our two sons played woodwinds, and my daughter was in the color guard. Color guard kids are the ones who twirl flags and throw things high in the air and catch them. For us, being band parents meant chaperoning at football games and rehearsals, constantly washing uniforms, spending weeks on fundraising projects, and shelling out thousands of dollars for instruments and travel. For our kids, it meant coming home tired and aching and sunburned from logging 20 or more extracurricular practice hours a week, spending as much or more time on football fields than any high school quarterback. Only marching band parents appreciate the fact that their kids are involved in what amounts to a sport as well as an art, one that is as strenuous and competitive as any other. Strenuous? You bet. A few years ago, ESPN showed that during practices and performances, marching band students maintained a heart rate and consumed oxygen at a level comparable to marathon runners. Except that marathon runners don't carry 35-pound tubas and play them with note-perfect precision while running in a flawlessly straight line with their teammates. Competitive? Oh, yes. Several times a season, our young musicians traveled across multiple states to enter fierce marching and playing competitions, eventually resulting in their school's nationwide reputation for excellence, but only among others in the world of high school bands. Unless you are in that world, you see only the tip of the iceberg. While my kids' marching band performed regularly in the country's most lavish college and NFL stadiums, in front of tens of thousands of other band fans from around the U.S., often bringing home trophies the size of smart cars, most people at home saw nothing more than a pleasant Friday night halftime show in between snack bar visits, never realizing their little high school was actually quite famous in band circles throughout the U.S.A. Don't believe me? Here's an example. 
At one out-of-town competition, I sat on the 30-yard line next to a college kid from Michigan who had never set foot in my home state of Georgia. He asked which school my kids attended, and I simply told him, Harrison High. Nice, he said, nodding. The Cobb County, Georgia School District has a great music program. He got it. Contrast that conversation with this one. After coming home from a thrilling weekend at the national championship, I enthusiastically, though naively, told a non-band parent friend of mine, my kid's band just brought home a big trophy. They came in seventh at the Grand Nationals band competition at Lucas Oil Field in Indianapolis. <laughs> How does anyone get a trophy for seventh place? He laughed derisively. I guessed he might think it a pretty big deal if his kid's lacrosse team was declared, out of every high school team in the nation, the seventh best. But it was no use. I realized he just didn't get it. Fortunately, there were enough people who did. Part of the fun of going to those out-of-town competitions was being around other band parents and students who understood what it took to get there and what it took to win. Like us, they were familiar with other well-known bands from around the country. Tarpon Springs High School from Florida, Carmel High School from Indiana, Blue Springs High School from Missouri, and Broken Arrow High School from Oklahoma, to name a few. These schools were all household names in our home and in thousands of others, just like our kids' school was in theirs. So it's okay if you don't get it. I understand. But please don't be offended if I don't grasp how important your kids' competitive achievements are either. I'm guessing they also do great things that no one outside their world sees. But if they ever come in seventh in the nation, let me know. I promise to be impressed. You've been listening to Tales from a Weathered Man. Every other week I'll have another podcast, so please subscribe so you don't miss any of them. You can also read my stories at nickwalkerblog.com. Feel free to follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash nickwalkertv and on Twitter at WXDUDE. That's WXDUDE. For information about my radio, television, and Internet voiceover work, visit nickwalkervoice.com. That's it for now. Talk to you again soon. This broadcast is copyrighted by Nick Walker, 2019.